to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you need to develop into a better leader, this podcast is for you. If you want to achieve a greater level of success, this podcast is for you. His mentor, Dr. John C. Maxwell, said it best, everything rises and falls on leadership. We hope to inspire you today and provide you with an insight that has the potential to positively impact the trajectory of your life. Welcome to the Leadership and Success Podcast. Hello again, my LinkedIn audience. I'm very, very glad to be here and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I have another great guest with me, Viswash uh, Manuel, who is the founder and CEO of NanoSec. Without further ado, let's welcome Vishwas. How are you doing this morning? Hey, thank you. Okay, perfect. I, yeah, I I'm doing great and great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Wonderful. I am really uh, so glad you uh, made time to uh, talk to us today. You're actually in San, San Jose, right? Is where you are based. And uh, I am in uh, uh, San Francisco, so we don't really live uh, much uh, apart. Can you tell us about your leadership journey, how you came to become a founder and uh, CEO? Sure, I can. I can tell you, uh, you know, uh, my journey. Again, everybody has a different journey, and I'm, I'm hopeful my journey is is uh, is in my view it's been uh, different and uh, pretty challenging. But I, I can give run you through it, right? So I'm I'm a technologist and an engineer at heart. Done some of the core security standards out there. So if you if you use IPsec, right, which is how you're, uh, you know, which is one of the most uh, well used VPN protocols. I've been I've created some of the standards around that if you've used if you've uh, if you've been using a bank accounts and you know uh, uh, withdrawing money from your atms connecting back to your data centers there's a technology called advpn or dmvpn as it's called by cisco and that's one technology that i've also been an author of so i've, I've actually been an, like i said an engineer and technologist all along you know slowly along the way the the sort of the the entrepreneurship bug sort of caught, caught on to me I started a company called Ionis Networks, which has nothing to do with security, nothing to do with the, uh, you know, but, uh, uh, with core infrastructure. It was more about analytics for out-of-home uh, billboards. I ran that for a couple of years and then started Nanosec. And, uh, you know, I'm working very closely with large companies, uh, you know, out of New York, some big banks, some big media companies. I started Nanosec. Uh, you know, we saw some key critical big problems in the space, right, around workload security and containers. We found there were no appropriate solutions for that. We knew the big movement was coming. And this is six years back when containers were just getting started and Kubernetes was probably just at its infancy. We saw that uh, movement coming and we sort of started a company around that. Uh, two years back, McAfee actually acquired my company. And now, right now, I'm actually part of McAfee, uh, you know, working for McAfee as the um, head of, uh, head of, uh, Cloud native security and uh, as the chief architect of cloud. Wow, that is uh, pretty uh, fascinating. What do you think was like some of the uh, uh, biggest uh, challenging uh, founding a company and gang funding and all of that? Yeah, I mean, there were numerous challenges. Right, it's like in life, if you do something different, you're going to you're going to be challenged in a lot of aspects. You may get lucky and be successful or most probably, you know, you're going to learn the lessons the hard way, right? And because I come from a technology background versus, you know, a business background, there were challenges right on the business side for me, right? I, 
I I knew customers. I did not know the whole selling motion. I did not know, you know, how easy is it is to sell uh, technology. I I my assumption when I started off was it would be if I make the best technology and you know get the best uh, uh, you know people, we would be able to sort of uh, be successful. As I sort of ran through the journey, I realized enterprise selling is not the same as uh, you know. Uh, just making a product and giving it out to the market and that was a big learning for me right and and i learned a lot along the way you know managing teams working with teams continuously changing yourself because of the fact that you know at each level in the journey right when you start off the ceo has to be a be like i said more of a product guy and technologist as you move forward the ceo has to become more of a mentor to teams right guiding the teams leading teams as you move further ahead you have to become greater at uh, you know selling things so the journey keeps changing for a ceo of a startup and you know you have to continuously evolve and that is there's a lot of learning in each aspect of it for me wow thank you so much for uh, sharing your uh, insight because i know quite uh, a few people who are trying to start uh, a tech business now and eventually they would like to exit go profitable or maybe even go uh, ipo or whatnot so you've been quite ambitious in your career what do you think has been kind of the inspiration for you because i think you founded not just one but two uh, companies right or at, at least two so you are a serial successful uh, entrepreneur which is not uh, very easy uh, uh, to do because you founded ionos net networks as well i believe in 2014 right that's correct that's correct so, so I what mean, has I... been the inspiration for you and the, so it's um, always been yes, uh, and this is one one learning that I had, right? And uh, you know, if you're going to start a startup thinking it's going to be successful and you make your billions or millions, <laughs> it's not going to it's not going to work out for you, right? Because I've seen that journey, and I've seen a lot of people go through the journey and you know get get totally unhappy with the journey because you know they realize the salaries that they were getting in their large companies, you know, the the big big fives was. Twice or thrice that the share price of those companies are growing up, and you know mm -hmm. you'd be very dissatisfied going in a startup. The reason I was able to do and uh, do the startup was because I really believed, you know, there were some challenging problems that were out there. I believed I could solve them, and trying to work it in the organization that I was was not feasible and it was not mm -hmm. possible. And that's where that's what what led me to the, through the journey. I have been, I've seen myself in the past, right? I've, I've seen myself be successful in the past. Like I said, you know, writing technologies, creating new technologies. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just an evolution of the, uh, from where I was to, uh, to actually starting a new company. And so that is what sort of uh, led me through the path of sort of starting the company. And by the, you know, I would say we, I would be very lucky you know, because of luck. I, I was able to get an exit for one of the companies that the company is still, you know, got spun out into two companies still running. So I'm, I'm happy about that too. Wow, that is fantastic. And what have you learned about raising capital for your startups? So raising capital has various ways, right? So there is various ways to look at slice and dice uh, things, right? So I'll tell you, when I started IMS Networks, I raised capital on day one. So I left a big company. I joined in as a founder and uh, you know CTO. And you know I actually had the same salary that I was having in this large company, right? But then I realized because I took money too early, the products were not defined. We hired a very, very, very senior uh, management team. I felt, you know, there were issues with, uh, you know, uh, uh, with that, right? And mm -hmm. I worked very closely with VCs for uh, for that. But you know, I found that there were lots of challenges because the people we hired were too early for the stage of the company we were, right? And so mm -hmm. that was one side of it. 
when I started Nanosec, I said, you know, I'm going to take money as late as possible and only from people I know because you know, last time I raised money I, and with uh, working with VCs, we hired uh, very early and, you know, it wasn't really the best experience for me. The learning wasn't as much because, you know, we had all the people who are already experts in that field. So I wanted mm-hmm. to sort of not just get an exit, but also learn through the journey, right? And so this time I sort of said, okay, I'm going to delay my funding rounds and so on and, and uh, sort of... Uh, that's what I did. So brought the product out to market, uh, and, uh, then sort of got some funding and took it from there. So the learnings were immense. Like I said, the, one of the biggest learnings that I, I found was, you know, when you're talking to VCs, you're not selling a product. You're actually selling the opportunity. VCs are money mm. people. Right? They're actually looking at dollars, right? If they can see dollars <laughs> falling all over, that's what they want. That's what you should focus on. Most of the times I see engineers, they focus too much on the technology and the product. Hey, this is the product I'm building. This is the challenge. Yes. VCs do not actually care about that. If they feel you are the right person for the job, you feel they feel that you know the opportunity is big enough. They feel that you know uh, you can help them get big money. They will put uh, money in you, right? And I've seen that uh, that through the journey, and that's, I feel that's where I feel engineers sort of uh, you know miss out because they're focusing too much on the product. It's not, you're not selling to a customer, you're selling to a VC. And so selling has to be very different when you're selling to a VC versus a customer. So you should wow. sell the opportunity versus the, the product itself. Well said, well well said. And you are also the chairman of the board for the Silicon Valley chapter for uh, the Cloud Security Alliance. So you definitely give a lot back to the community. Thank you for that. How, how did that come to pass? So, yeah, so so this is again, you know, through my entrepreneurship journey, one of the things that I realized, like I said, right, um, uh, my journey from a technologist to a CEO was, you know, my knowledge uh, and my empathy of customers was not good enough. I did not know customers well enough to be able to to create solutions that were perfect for them, right? I want to create solutions that will be very good for my customers, not just from a technology perspective, but also how easy it is to consume, how easy is it to use, how easy is it to deploy how is is it to sort of onboard it right? and when i first made my first products i realized those were aspects that i was totally missing and that's where i said you know the uh, i need to be working closely with groups with teams with uh, with the organizations where i can learn from customers but also give back the technology aspects that i have and that's where i sort of got uh, involved with cloud security and maybe not now that was like you know a long while back and uh, mm-hmm. over the time, I was uh, just a member of the Cloud Security Alliance. Over time, I became vice chairman. Right now, I sort of am the chair of the Cloud Security Alliance, leading a great group of people. You know, we have yes. uh, Mike Makado, who's the CISO of uh, GoShipo. We've got Jem Gurkok, you know, Moshmi, you know, people from very diverse backgrounds, from Okta, from Facebook, yes. from uh, all sorts of places. And we are able to work together. We come uh, with our own angles, and we are able to sort of not just... Uh, you know, uh, come together and uh, sort of discuss things, but we also create events and uh, for, for the community, we sort of share our viewpoints uh, regularly, bring in the best speakers and sort of um, are able to give back to the community. And that's that's been very uh, valuable for me. Wow, that is quite amazing. And uh, as a tech executive and uh, CEO, one subject that is very uh, important to me is just diversity in the tech field. I feel mm-hmm. like we are becoming more and more diverse. We're doing better, but um, maybe not as fast as I, I, I was hoping. Mm-hmm. What uh, do you think from your experience can uh, tech leaders do to kind of help technology be more diverse, have more women and uh, eth- ethnically mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
minorities mm -hmm. and just make uh, cyber security and, and tech more diverse in general. Okay, and I, I love that question. Right? I feel diversity is very critical. But when I see, and like you said, diversity is growing, right? Whether it's color, it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, LGBTQ, it's uh, uh, women, it, the, the diversity yeah. is growing for sure. My take is diversity is not just in recruiting that you have to look at, you have to look at diversity even in views. As long as you have yeah. diversity in views, even once after you have recruited, that's when people feel involved, feel included, and that's where you can retain the talent, but also hire the best and the most diverse talent. If you value yes. diverse views, you will recruit the highest talent. But if you do not value highest views, even if you have a a, a, a channel which says you know you have to hire and you are you know diversity is important you're not it's not going to uh, work for you because even if you hire them you know they will not be satisfied it's not just about hiring it's about retaining actually having a culture where you value that diversity and that's when you know you'll, you i think uh, diversity actually flourishes and i think that's very important that uh, for companies to sort of realize and know i do not see you know companies focused on diversity from that angle they, you know because there's been a mandate there's this push for diversity i see mm -hmm. a lot of people say diversity but they're sort of saying okay in the beginning of the channel we'll get some people who are diverse once you come in i don't care lots of time people will leave and you know it's like you know organization may look diverse they may not necessarily be diverse right we have to make it diverse you have to actually value those views you have to actually nurture those views you have to actually get them to sort of uh, yes. get them to positions uh, where they can realize what they want right with those diverse views and i think that's very important wow that is that is so so key so diversity in uh, thoughts uh, experience and uh, way of uh, thinking but then also when people when you get those people making them feel uh, included right like exactly. giving them a sense of belonging uh, exactly. Yeah, because I've seen some some organization where yeah they want to be diverse and they want to hire you, but then they don't want to give you uh, room to say anything, right? Or to to provide your uh, op opinion exactly. or uh, thought. Yeah, no, that is that, that is really really key. Now another organization you are a member of that's where we we met is the uh, exclusive uh, Forb Technology uh, Council. Uh, mm -hmm. What was your journey there? How did that uh, happen for you? So interestingly, I was I was very lucky. Forbes actually reached me about a couple of years back to be part of the Forbes Technology Council, and I looked at it, and there was amazing people like you. You you are part of the Forbes Technology Council. I know there are like, uh, you know, I know Carlos Signatoro. I think he's he's a, he's a Cisco CTO. He was there. I knew yeah. some other folks that that uh, oh no no no. Uh, there were lots of other people that I sort of uh, saw that were part of uh, the Forbes Technology Council that I already knew. And, you know, it was a very easy decision for me to make. Of course, it took a bit of time. Instead of two years, I actually waited for a year and finally, you know, gave, uh, gave in and said, okay, you know, this is something that I would love to be part of. Last one year has been amazing. I've sort of got to work uh, with a lot of people, a lot of different, uh, you know, leaders lots of different views so it's been an amazing journey for me at forbes council wow so now it uh, gets to the part of my program i want to ask you uh, my mm -hmm. uh, seven question but before i do is there anything else you would like to tell us about uh, what you've learned about growing into the, the leader you are today you know, going from being a maybe individual contributor and engineer to now being a uh, ceo and uh, founder what uh, what what are, mm -hmm. what are your insights I think the key thing that I would say is, uh, you know, 
but from uh, being a leader is a sort of a journey right you have to start off early the earlier you start the better it is right you can you want to take up leadership roles as soon as possible whether it's a manager it's a team lead i think that that will be great for people to sort of grow up the journey and, and my take is be bold right that's that's also another very important thing if you have to sort of uh, people if you have to sort of grow to be a, a good leader you have to be bold you have to be ready to fail you have to be ready to sort of uh, you know fall only then you can sort of uh, successfully grow as a leader and my take is you have to experiment you have to try new things those are sort 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 so important to be, uh, to being good leaders so that if i was to tell people try early become leaders early it's okay to fail it's okay to sort of not be perfect and you know it's it's absolutely normal and you will fall for sure you will fail for sure and take it as a learning versus take it as a failure and that's that's very important Wow, that is a great lesson. So, question number one: What is the greatest lesson you have learned, and what's the secret of your success? So, I, I you know, so the greatest lesson I would say is empathy, right? Empathy. Mm. When I say it, I learned it from my wife, right? But uh, when I see her, I, I, I sort of look at her on a daily basis. I learn from it. But I actually just gave an example to somebody I just talked to, right? Mm-hmm. I had I had a leader, right, uh, as part of McAfee, right? Uh, his name is Rajiv Gupta. He was the CEO of. Uh, sky high right and he was uh, the leader here of the cloud group uh, you know earlier he's now left and started his next company what i saw with him was right uh, there were people who would who were willing to go the extra mile for him and mm. do, do whatever it they took for, uh, and they, they trusted him you know uh, over everything else right and and the thing that i saw that he was able to do was it was all because of the empathy that he had right mm. and what i found was interesting i'll give an example right i uh, we were having a meditation session about 2 years back before covid happened right in our office and uh, he was also part of that sort of same discussion right and uh, he was part of the same sort of meditation session right and he was there the meditation teacher told us okay close your eyes a typical thing right think of uh, beautiful things uh, you know recite uh, something and then he they wanted us to have our feet touching the ground right like because we were doing meditation while sitting on the chair mm-hmm. and you know as a usual person my team was there i was sitting and you know my feet were touching the ground everything was good suddenly i see this guy go out and come back sometime later with four bricks i'm like what the heck is he doing then i see the girl next to me from my team mm-hmm. sitting right next to me she's a bit short her feet were not touching the ground this guy had actually gone out and brought these four bricks so that her feet would touch the ground because the yoga meditation teacher had said hey your feet should be touching the ground and you know that's essential and i was like man i'm sitting next to this person i consider myself a great leader and then i have this this thing that i could not even mm-hmm. observe or see and you know that that's when you see that kind of uh, you know empathy you see mm. people go, go the extra mile for you right for sure yes. they will go the extra mile they will do things right and that is not just from a leadership perspective it's also empathy towards your customers when i can sit in the shoes of my customers walk their steps right i can actually mm-hmm. and have the empathy for that i can build better products right this empathy is so important in every aspect of the journey and that's the big lesson i have learned and you ask me one more question right what is what is your sort of uh, uh, you know secret to success I, so from my perspective i do not think i have been you know success i'm not very successful from with any stretch of imagine imagination as i would say it right but but you know uh, i would say you know one of the key things that has sort of defined me that has helped me you know like i said create new companies help me do things is focusing on the why i know it's now mm-hmm. a very common thing right when i am sort of looking at uh, you know 
you know something that you know a new product is required or new thing is required i do not start off with hey what is the new requirement i'm figuring out okay why is this a new requirement what is changing how do you mm-hmm. extrapolate that requirement? so going all the way to why has actually helped me be successful so that's what i would say is sort of one of the one of the sort of the reasons i think i find myself being successful so empathy is sort of the big lesson i learned and you know uh, i think the why is sort of the one of the reasons i've been successful no this is really really uh uh important i'm sure you've read the book by uh, simon uh, sinek mm-hmm. right Start exactly with, uh, why yes that is that is so important because if you know exactly why you are doing something because like you said earlier obstacle will come sometimes you are going to fail but what's going to motivate you to keep going and keep going like every time you fall you get back up is because you have a very very big big win and you just want let let go uh and mm-hmm. i really like what you said about uh empathy as well you and i will live in silicon valley there is a lot of uh, great ego i think in this region a lot of very smart people great i i mm-hmm. iqs and stuff especially in the uh, engineering uh, community, right? Everybody's kind of like a genius. Everybody is so delicate, but I, I feel like what we need is more emotional intelligence, more uh, empathy, more awareness of self and of others, right? Being able to 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 work with 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 people, and that's that's really a very very big lesson to learn as a uh, leader. Would mm-hmm. you like to say anything more about that? I think what you're mentioning is absolutely right. Like you said, the journey, you know, knowing yourself is sort of the most important thing in the. Whole journey. Once you know yourself, then you can know others and help. Yes, knowing knowing yourself is is absolutely critical. And I think you're bringing up the right points. That yes, there are egos, and 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 from my perspective, if you look at it the other way around, right? There are egos, but you know, there are the egos are for a particular reason, right? And you know, yeah. we have to sort of be able to understand where they are coming from. Why are they coming here? And as long as you understand that, you know, those 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 things that you see as issues actually become very explainable and you can actually help tackle the issues that that you have mm. that's how it's that is really really good and uh the other question uh i have uh for you is uh what are you learning now so like i said i'm now my part of mcafee so you know mcafee the learning for me is immense because of the fact that i'm now joining this large organization sorry about that I'm I'm now part of this large organization. Large organizations work very differently from small organizations. When I start my startup, I define the culture. I define the how the company is. What sort of people come in? You know, how do we yes. make sure that the people are aligned? But once you get to a large company, it's not a culture that you define. It's a culture that was defined long back. Mm-hmm. It has grown from what it was, has evolved. There are multiple teams with diverse priorities. Priorities in a lot of cases are actually you know in direct clash with each other, right? and so there is a lot of uh, you know different dynamics that are there in large companies and that's been a big learning for me right seeing how to work in these environments how do you become successful in these environments what does success mean for people who are working in these environments it's mm-hmm. so different from what you would from a startup right in a startup it's all about getting this thing out becoming successful do what it takes right versus yes. in these cases it's a lot about how do you balance out things how do you sort of make sure that it's a win win when even when you are you know you may be at direct clash with the you know in priorities with another mm-hmm. person or another team how do you find that win win scenario how do you convince people even though you do not have any power of those people does does be yes. great learnings for me and uh, you know it's it's been a, a great experience and that's what i'm learning right now wow so becoming an influencer yeah that is that is so uh, important so number 3 
how has failure shaped your life? Failure is, you know, I have, like I said, you know, I've failed more often than not. And that's because I've taken more risks than 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 others would, right? And so that, that's been my journey, right? I've, I've failed more often. I've been willing to take uh, uh, take more risks, fail. And failure shaped me because, you know, the way I look at it is I've always treated failure as a, as a building block to success, as a learning experience. And that's what has been very, very sort of critical for me, right? And it's been, it's actually helped me define my journey. So I'll give you an example, right? I'm talking to you. One of the reasons we I agreed to talk to you, despite the fact that we just uh, began talking, uh, you know, a few days back, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was willing to, because I realized I'm not a great speaker, right? And talking is going to, of course, I'm not going to be the greatest speaker as I talk, but, you know, it's going to help me, refine me, make me a better speaker as I talk more and more. And that's why I've been yes. uh, doing it. So th- that's, that's been my sort of journey. And that's been my learning wow. from failure. So push yourself, do more. Don't treat failure as failure. Treat it more as a learning. That is a great, great lesson in, in life, especially for you know, millennial and people just uh, kind of starting in the uh, work workplace. They kind of expect sometimes success right away and uh, they mm-hmm. don't really take the opportunity to learn from their uh, mistake. Because I always believe that failure and success are really two sides of the same coin. Actually, kind of like what you say, you, you kind of need to fail as quickly as you can, as often as you can, so you can learn from it, which is eventually going to lead you to uh, uh, success. Great, great, mm-hmm. great uh, lesson. I think people can apply uh, throughout their their life. So question number four, uh, who do you know uh, we should know? I know you already mentioned a, a great leader where you know, people would go the extra mile uh, for them, but we want to kind of know who are your mentors, thought leaders that you are uh, following. So, I mean, there are lots of people who have mentored me. I have to say my journey in a startup would not have been possible without the great help of a lot of people, right? It's, it's people I know, but also people I do not know. And in yes. the Valley, that's one thing I really have to appreciate. You know, people go out of the way to help you without even in a lot of cases knowing you, right? I've had so many people who've helped me, right? I can give you names of like, uh, you know, there's a guy called Sargilai. He was my manager in HP. There's Bethany. She was the CEO of Ixia. There were, uh, you know, uh, Dave Larson, he was my manager again at HP. He's now a CTO at Spirant. There have been wow. so many people I've sort of worked with. I can tell you, you know, that uh, that uh, that uh, you know that I've learned from. But if you were to ask me, right, who should you know? I think I'll go back to your question, uh, the point that you brought up, right? Know yourself. You need to know yourself. You need, uh, and that is most important. Like like Sun Tzu or the in the Art of War has said, right? Mm-hmm. Know yourself, and you will win all battles. And I think knowing yourself is the first step in the journey, and then you know. You, you can know others and that's that's sort of what i would say i know you're expecting a slightly different yeah. answer hey talk to person a b and c but those are the kind of yes. things that that i see uh, so important no that, that is that is so uh, critical because if you know yourself then uh, you can really figure out what your your purpose is and i think it kind of sets you into the right direction uh, for mm-hmm. you and i think it kind of attracts the right people into your your journey uh, as well uh, wow, this is this is great. Thank you. Thanks so much. So number five, uh, what have you read that we should read? What are some of the books uh, you've, you've been reading recently? So what I read, right, I'll tell you the thing that actually inspired me. And this is pretty interesting, right? So I was, uh, as a kid, not a kid, I would say I just uh, graduated out and I was just working my first job. I read this book called The New New Thing. This is by mm-hmm. Michael Lewis. It's about this uh, entrepreneur called Jim Clark. He's founded three companies here in the Valley. This is, I think, uh, pre-burst, uh, right? Uh, this big burst, that uh, the 2001 burst. 
it, mm-hmm. it actually inspired me it gave me a lot of energy and that's actually i would say that is one of the reasons right that that i am now an entrepreneur it showed me the power of the entrepreneur how entrepreneurs are working in fact interestingly right, that book had people like uh, you know in that uh, mentioned i'll give an example of mark andreessen who's now the the, the founder of the a16z right, the andreessen horowitz uh, uh, venture capital fund right uh, there there is kittu kulluri who's mentioned in that he's now the uh, vc at uh, neo tribe i think he's the founder and vc at neo tribe lot of people mm. that i either now know indirectly or I could know directly you know are actually mentioned that book it's it's a fascinating book and i sort of you know it's it actually gave me energy to start something right and this was uh, gave me a good early start you know maybe 20 years back or 18 years back when i was sort of very early in my uh, work life what i've been learning more recently is slightly more diverse right so what i've been reading in fact I, to tell you the truth if i look at what i was reading a few days back it's like a book called the biology book right it's about it's by i think gloria and uh, michael uh, what's it uh, gerard i think yeah gloria and michael gerard it's it talks about you know right from abiogenesis how did life start it goes all the way to oh, things that things are right now the thing that i found fascinating about this book was when i read biology like 20 years back or 25 years back biology was very different i realized there's so mm-hmm. much more known in biology uh, now then what was known you know, even 20 years back there are like new families kingdoms that that were not known it's like it's fascinating yes. and my take on on the overall way we think think about life is also the same right right now we think we know a lot we have a lot of knowledge we already know things but as such 10 years hence you'll realize what you knew was such a small thing and the world is so mm-hmm. much more to know and learn and you know that, that that's sort of uh, the lesson i can tell you at a high level that you could also learn from that the book on biology that i'm sort of now reading wow so the the book is by gloria and michael and what is the uh, title is that the book on biology yeah it's called the biology book i guess the biology book wow that's that's pretty cool that, that's pretty uh, fascinating because uh, i actually that's what i studied when i was uh, when i first uh, started in college biology and chemistry and then mm-hmm. i almost earned a phd in microbiology wow. so that was kind of like my my, my first dream i'm i'm a trained scientist and then i just you know, stumble into it and now uh security so i would definitely uh, purchase this one and uh, in- encourage our listener to to please look look into it the, the, bio- the biology book wonderful mm-hmm. yeah i think i just found it on uh, amazon mm-hmm. and i'm going to be adding those those links in the uh, comments sec- section as well so people yeah. can uh look look at look at them that is quite uh, fast fascinating so uh question number six. uh what have you done that we should do what is one action you have taken that has uh, positively impacted your life you think so i think uh, what have i done that you should i think uh, i looked at your profile right again i don't uh, haven't uh, been able to interact uh, with you as much right and i see you've done great things like you said you've done studied in biology and chemistry did microbiology and you know done all these great things now in it doing cyber security leading it before this right it's amazing i really love what you've done right it's a lot of learning I, when i went through your profile on education i could see you know i had to click it like 10 times there was so much you had, you've studied that's like even more amazing right i i i'm like in awe of what you've done right if if i was to sort of uh, uh, tell you something you know what you should be doing i don't know i i would say it's hard for me to say but just looking at your profile and what you've done i would say maybe take more risk is what i would probably say right mm-hmm. uh, on your work side believe more in yourself uh, see what you what more you can do right and i think that's that's a learning for me 
challenge yourself, right? Things that you've seen impossible for you, you think, hey, this is something that I've seen people do, but you know, I don't think I can do it. Don't don't get bogged down by that. Believe in it, work towards it, you will do it. And that's the sort of the lesson that I, that's positively impacted me. And I'm sure, hopeful that it'll, it'll, it will be something that can help you and impact you in your life. No, this this is this is very well. I think if everybody can definitely do this. And also, when I asked that that question, I'm thinking about you know people who are young, like in their twenties, just getting started in their professional life. Many of them mm-hmm. have great aspiration. You know, like you, one day they want to become a founder or a uh, CEO or a CTO or CISO mm-hmm. or, or CIO or something. And uh, what would you tell them? What is what is one thing you think they kind of should uh, focus on to kind of keep going after uh, their uh, dream and gain new experiences? Just just like you you said, I think. That is valuable. Yeah, I think one thing that I'll say is about fear, right? As humans, we have this innate fear, right? Like of of safety and being, you know, uh, and uh, you know, keeping to a safe space. And my take is, yeah. it's a normal human tendency, normal human behavior, right? Because we come from, if you look at how things were, maybe even hundred years back, you could, if you at least, if you moved out, you know, you there was a big chance you could you know move out alone lived in a you know walk through a jungle you there's a high mm-hmm. chance you would be killed by a wild animal so there's always been this fear but now if you look at it right for most parts if you look at engineers and people they've earned enough money they have enough in their bank account that they can live a good life again uh, you yes. know how good it is depends so instead my take is you know don't be uh, you know bound by those fears try to sort of challenge yourself and you will be able to be successful is what i would sort of again repeat wow thank you thank you so much you have been uh, uh so kind with your time i know you're super super busy thank you for being here and now we're coming to the very very last question how can we add value to you so from my perspective right you've been a great cyber you're in the cyber security field you've done great things right i would love and i've been an entrepreneur we have so many ways we can collaborate, right? Like, hey, we could do podcasts, like you said, right? We could uh, on cybersecurity because we're in the same field. We could do podcasts on leadership. We could do uh, discussions on so, uh, so many other things. There, are, because I'm an entrepreneur, I continuously need feedback on what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, what I'm feeling, right? You could provide me feedback on that. So there, there are lots of ways to collaborate. I know, uh, you know, we can decide on some of them, and I'm sure we'll come back and work more on that as we move forward. Well, thanks. Thanks again, uh, Vishwas. It was really, really great uh, talking uh, to you. So again, we started uh, a little bit late on this podcast, but I think everything you've said is extremely valuable and our listener will definitely be able to use some of those uh, wisdom nuggets to become better leader and also achieve greater level of uh, success. But one, one, one trend I'm seeing in everything we've, we've talked about is we really should never be satisfied uh, with wherever we are at, right? Like success is a journey. It's not like the end. It's not like you go from point A to point B and that's done. You don't have anything more to, to learn or do. It's like challenging yourself to go higher and higher and, and, mm-hmm. and higher and uh, do more and add value to your uh, uh, community. Any uh, last uh, parting word you, you would like to say? Yeah, I would say believe in yourself and you, you do yes. well, I think. That's what I'll say. Believe in yourself. Outstanding. Well, uh, with that, uh, we are going uh, to say uh, goodbye for now. And thank you so much for watching the uh, Leadership and Success podcast. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for listening to the Leadership and Success podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you like what you heard, 
Please subscribe to our channels and come back for more wisdom nuggets on how you may develop into a better leader and achieve greater levels of success. Leadership is the most critical skill. The world will always need leaders to lead others, deploy the next disruptive technology, or execute a business strategy. You may as well decide on counting yourself among the 21st century leaders. See you right here next time on the Leadership and Success Podcast with Coach BZ.